Hello from Clio Cloud Conference 2018 in New Orleans, Louisiana. I am Joe Patrice. I am Tara Kane. And I'm Jordan Rain. And we are on the road with the Legal Talk Network. And we're back. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in the Big Easy. You've probably heard that several times because this ad read is on most of these episodes. So I'm just reading off of that script. I'm trying to shake it up a little bit. So today we are talking about automation and how to do that. Uh, but before we get started, we'd like to thank our longtime sponsor, Clio, whose conference is being featured in this series of episodes. If you like what you're hearing, why not check out their conference for real, along with 1,500 other legal professionals at next year's 2019 Clio Cloud Conference. For more information, visit cliocloudconference.com. That's C-L-I-O cloudconference.com. All right, let's get to it. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. me. So let's start first by talking about who you are and how you got basically to here. So Tara, why don't you go first? Uh, well, my name is Tara, and I am a customer support team lead over at Clio. And before that, I worked in IT and law firms, training lawyers on legal tech. Jordan? I have been building software for the web. I'm a software developer for about 10 years now. And about four years ago, I, I joined Clio, and ever since then, kind of been digging into building any bit of Clio that they're interested in and yeah. now uh, getting a chance to come to the conference and, and talk about it a bit more. So speaking of talking about it, so what did you talk about here that uh, all of our listeners who aren't lucky enough to be here missed? So our talk was advanced Zapier automation and Zapier, if you're not familiar with it, is, is a really interesting platform because it lets you tie together two different apps in whatever way you can imagine without writing any code. Interesting. And so our talk in, in particular, we walked people through a couple different workflows that they may or may not use, but it, it showed off a bunch of the features of um, the Zapier in particular, and then some of our newer, newer integration that we have with Zapier. So um, one of the examples, which I think was really interesting, was if you create a matter of a certain type, you can automatically have different things trigger based on that. So you might want to set it to non-billable, you might want to set it to flat rate for a real estate transaction or create a number of different folders within Clio. So making sure that the work that you don't want to do, the stuff you you actually, you have to check a bunch of boxes, but you would rather that you didn't have to do it yourself. Right. Let's get the computer to do it. Let's make the robot do it instead and save ourselves time and frustration. And save the non-billable time for the billable work instead. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a big trend that is discussed at this conference every year is the amount of time lawyers lose by trying to run their own business and they lose time that they can be professionals. And you automate various parts of this workflow. And I think to get a little more in the weeds of, of what kind of use cases a small law firm might have, like I think it's fair to say if somebody, for instance, were to write a lawyer and say, hey, I'm considering uh, legal help, whatever, this is the sort of thing that can pop in and go, oh, that person just wrote us. We need to send them this. We need to send them that. We need to add them to this list. Like all those tasks that should take somebody some time can yeah. be automated. 
Absolutely. Those are those are exactly the kinds of things that you can automate. You can have it automatically generate, you know, a set of tasks, those steps, those things that you have to do every single time when you, you know, onboard a new client. Yeah, I mean, in New York, I know, and I think most states are like this, but at least for my own practice, it used to be you had to send out the client bill of rights and all these things that had to be signed off on as part of the intake, and that can all be handled. Absolutely. Yeah, I think one of the interesting parts we're finding is that we try to make software that can work for everybody, but every firm is going to have that one thing that maybe they do differently, they got some process, or they want to help like their firm step through a bunch of boxes. And Zapier is interesting because you can build it yourself. You don't have to wait for a software vendor to come along and do it for you. And it gets really, really niche. So you can, you can make whatever you imagine in your head, you can kind of tweak that and put the steps down. Cool. So are there other use cases that lawyers in a, a practice might need other than just client intake that, that you've run across? Absolutely. I, I think getting notified of reminders and when different actions are being taken in the file. You know, for example, some member of their staff creates a new set of tasks. Those are things they may not want to log in to see those things. They may just want to be notified via a Slack message, for example, or, you know, a text message onto their phone. Yeah. The notification one is interesting because you might be using Slack, you might be using um, GChat, or, or whatever you happen to be, maybe SMS, you want to send that. Oh, GChat, um, that's an old school term. Yeah. But those specific, whatever app you like best, you can, you can point Zapier at that, which is kind of the interesting part because there are a lot of times we hear from customers and they say, do you integrate with you know, this app? And we, you know, we've never heard of it before, but if they're on Zapier, you know what, you can integrate with them no problem, which is really interesting and, and useful. That's cool. So it's all about helping people like no longer have to do the mundane tasks. Yeah. Is, this, is this the sort of thing where you see really picking up, like in the work that you've done, have you noticed like as a data level, like that you're picking up some time for lawyers, that they're like using this stuff as actually allowing them to utilize a little bit more of their productive day? I don't know if you track that data well, necessarily. So for Zapier in particular, <laughs> yeah. I think it's really underutilized. I think that b there is a learning curve. There's an upfront investment. Okay. And so uh, we were actually really excited to see how passionate certain people were about Zapier today. But I think that there's a lot of untapped potential there where people may not know. You know, they come to us and say, I, I really wish Cleo did this. Well, I, you know, maybe we spend an afternoon, we set it up, and it does do it now for you, right? So I think that that's one thing I would love to get into more. Um, more education around Zapier, where teaching people how to use it and making sure that our integration as well mm -hmm. gives them the tools. It's just it's just a toolbox they can use to put together something interesting. Those are the kinds of things that support totally comes in on, right? I, we get phone calls all the time from people who sometimes don't know what they want. Yeah, they don't know what they need to do to become more efficient. And that's, lawyers don't know how to be efficient. No, <laughs> that's what we're good at. That's what we can help with. Amazing. I just feel like this is going to be one of those things that in a couple of years we're going to have that trends report come out and talk about the little things that you all are doing that are actually helping people utilize their time better. That would be get great. paid better. Yeah. So it can work with intake. It can work with docket issues, reminders. It can work with you've got, as people increasingly outsource some of their work, it can let you know that somebody who's your outsourced temp associate has just finished something or is it still like I love the way in which basically you're explaining that people who don't know how to code can 
code. Like yeah, it's precisely. like a cheat yeah. sheet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was a main point of our talk that we really hope people took to heart is that um, you don't need to write a single line of code to get your own custom program and and you can be a developer you know in your own right and this actually this last couple months as, as we've been writing this talk it's been really interesting for me as a developer because there's so many things you can get done yeah so quickly when you have these kind of building blocks to just stack together and uh, I think that it'll be fun to talk with customers and see what things they need and what we can build for them. Yeah, I'm expecting that we're going to get a few calls, a few chats um, from, from people who, you know, go back to their office after this conference who maybe attended our session. Yeah. And they want to dig into it a lot more. Yeah, like for a few years, I'm, I'm now betraying my age as a legal journalist. So I've been to tech shows for a while. And for a few years, the big rage was like, all lawyers need to become coders. And a lot right. of people are like, well, that seems ridiculous. And it kind of was, because what we weren't really thinking through is that a tool will come out that allows basically coding for dummies. And I, of that, I mean the lawyer set. Coding for dummies allows us to utilize and leverage technology without actually knowing how to string together any kind of real code. Yeah, maybe one way to think about it is lawyer doesn't need to learn how to code, but they should learn how to think about systems and think about ways that your workflows are slow yeah. or not, not helpful overall. You want to do that. You need to do that task. There, actually, rather, there's a task you need to do, but if a computer does it, it's better, right? It, right. What part of your workflow is just sort of wasting your day? And, and getting really sensitive to that idea because every time you can find it and eliminate it, you've saved, okay, that's 10 minutes off my day, maybe another 10 minutes the next week, and then it keeps compounding over time. And so that kind of mindset of a developer, a mindset of automation, I think could be really impactful for people. Yeah, to start off, I think looking for those repeatable tasks, those things that have to do again and again, prime candidates. Yeah. Or things that people maybe skip or are unreliable, right? Computers right. are so, if you tell them what to do, they will do it every time, unlike people. And so if you can get, <laughs> if you can get something set up that will you know, automate that piece, then it'll always be there consistently with the right format, and you can then build your reports or build whatever billing and, you have around and it. And I've definitely seen lawyers who skip tasks, uh, just because it's a thing that they never yeah. really had to worry about, it, especially if they're an older lawyer. It's a new regulation to send XYZ thing that they didn't really think through. Like, that's a thing that can be outsourced to the computer, well, which, yeah. People in general, like, we don't, you know, we don't want to, we want to take the path of least resistance. So, yeah. like, let's, what can we do to make that path of least resistance? Also, the correct path, you know, the right one. Yeah. So, and I think setting up systems that kind of guide you in that direction or take those things out of your hands altogether. Hey, the email got sent or the, the document got uh, built for you automatically every week. That would be great. It's also a way to protect yourself. I mean, you mentioned having a new legislation comes in. You don't want to miss that step. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be liable for that. So finding ways to sort of double check your own work and make sure that you did that task would be a good thing. Older lawyers are always complaining about the idea of robot lawyers and stuff like that, but it's not that. But this is what it's really useful for, is being able to keep yourself apprised when you don't necessarily have the bandwidth in your head to take care of every little issue. Mm -hmm. It leaves you time to worry about the important stuff. Yeah. Well, awesome. Before we close it out today, one last question. If our listeners would like to follow up, how can they reach you? Um, well, I'm on Twitter, uh, at Tara Kane, T-A-R-A-C-A-I-N, um, or you can reach out to me directly at Clio in the support department. Cool. 
Yeah, and for me, I'm also on Twitter. You can reach me at JNRain. That's J-N-R-A-I-N-E. And uh, be happy to talk with any customer about, you know, Zapier or anything around uh, automation in particular. Awesome. Well, in the most corny way possible, I'm going to say we've reached the end of the road of today's episode. Uh, I want to thank our guests for joining us today. We also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on Apple Podcasts, which is not iTunes anymore, I guess. Uh, <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Not see, we'll talk to you, whatever. Uh, we'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. <laughs>